Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 86 for Sunday, the 3rd of July, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing Nier Automata, Persona and more coming to the Switch this year. Return to Monkey Island's divisive art style leads to online abuse. We get a closer look and release date for the new Star Ocean and our impressions of the throwback beat-em-up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. As always, I'm joined by Swinny. Why, hello there. And who's missing? It's Mike. Mike is Again. missing. Oh, he's oh, look, busy. He's doing real I, world stuff. I will say, we knew that Mike couldn't make it this show as last week anyway, but just in the odd chance that he could have actually made it, we didn't say, oh, Mike's not going to be here next week. You yeah, know, that's so, true. Because then it's locked in. But uh, yeah. I, was, I was thinking of making a Mike puppet and then just saying harassing crazy stuff during our during the show but mm, no, i thought it would pass but uh hey <laughs> if you want to check out all our links check out the description or go to bigwigpod.com swinney we have appetite for something the audience has appetite for something they're demanding App- you to come back it's a, and it's not an appetite for destruction no it is <laughs> there's <laughs> some there's some people Wanting an update to the Chemco tier There's list. dozens of people, at least. <laughs> I, our two-hour, 36-game Chemco tier list. And honestly, the original idea was that as I complete a Chemco game over time, when we when I talk about it on the show that week, we'll just bring it up and I'll add it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but for whatever reason, it just turned out, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to wait for like maybe four or five of them in one go. And we're like, bring it up, I'll add that in, I'll add that in, I'll add that in. And honestly, some of the more recent games I have not been a fan of. Um, one of mm. them I hated so much I stopped playing it. And uh, <laughs> the other one I think is absolute <laughs> trash and I also stopped playing it. So I'm going to have to get back to them. But I do have, I think, currently two games or two or three I can add to the list. So I was kind of waiting for those five. But we'll see. We'll see. I always think that the way we should do the update is record a specific clip like and then add it to the end and then just keep re-uploading the tier list as if it's from scratch and it gets longer and longer and longer so it's like a three hour tier list in the end i think that'd be kind of funny actually it's a, a tier list super cut that's what it is well you but you could almost go okay that's this is version one and then you sort of go okay this is version 1.1 okay these are the changes i'm actually going to move some of these things around i don't know in my head that's a really funny idea I'm sure the execution people will think that's a stupid, stupid idea. No, no. The the better idea is to redo the whole thing from scratch. No, I, you know I'm kind of keen to do that because I I want to lean into the the cloud meme. You know the direction, like have a counter on the screen. Which direction are they going in the intro? They're going north, northeast. I mean, this it's is like, very deep knowledge that we're talking about that most people wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about. You know, about. They, they remake movies, they remake games. Mm. You can remake tier lists. This will be like the Chemco All-Stars version, you know? Well, when did we do it? 2021 or 22? We did it early this year. Really? Holy yeah. shit, dude. That's crazy. Because I was going to say we could do the 2022 tier list. 
it was around the time it wasn't exactly the time but it was around the time when the activision blizzard stuff mm. oh, yeah, so it was right. like because <laughs> we had the like midweek episode for that one as well yeah um, we, we don't want to cover that kind of stuff we want to do a chemco tier list yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a correction this week oh. um and it is one that uh it is uh, a correction and an apology to uh oh. to mr oh. host intergot here um, I don't know if you've noticed. I actually made a comment on the clip that uh, it relates to oh, during really? the week. I haven't seen. It. Yes, so we had our FromSoft segment where we talked mm-hmm. about what a From Software game uh, they're working on and everything. And in my little intro to the segment, which I write for our YouTube description, but we also use it as like a spoken intro. Yeah. And in and Intergot, you've said before that you're basically like Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I just uh, read what you write. Right. You will just read what I write, and I unfortunately wrote. Um, Hidetaka Miyazaki's first name wrong. <laughs> Did I say his name wrong? Because I wrote it wrong. So you you ended up saying Hidetaki Miyazaki, which rhymes, which is just really unfortunate. <laughs> and it's Hidetaka Miyazaki. So I ah, wrote the Hidetaka I wrote Miyazaki. the comment in that clip. My apologies, it was my mistake. <laughs> and you are basically Ron Burgundy. So yeah. I actually like I'm not that familiar with his first name, like because it feels oh, like everyone just says Miyazaki. He's not yeah. quite to the Shigeru Miyamoto level yet. Although he will well, be. Well, it's I made a point to remember, obviously I wrote it wrong, but because there's also the um what is it? Hayao Miyazaki, the film director? Yes. Hayao. So it's like I'm like these two famous Miyazaki's obviously uh, yeah, one's yeah. more famous than the other, but it's like in my head they occupy the same kind of, you know, levels. So Although you hear more about the Miyazaki Jr. these days, the Miyazaki Senior. <laughs> Miyazaki Jr. <laughs> I might just call it Miyazaki Jr. from now on. <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, we are like going into unofficial territory here. This is behind the scenes, but talking about, talking about corrections, you know, like we're, you know, we're about to jump into impressions for this game, but Turtles came out this week. And I, I mentioned, you said actually, the Simpsons arcade game had never been released on any platform. And I said, no, I'm pretty sure it was on Xbox. And you said, that's not right. No, I didn't say that on the show. No, I, no, no I didn't say you said it on the show. Corrections are only for things stated <laughs> on the show. So that's non-canon. That never happened. <laughs> it's non-canon. It non-canon it wasn't, a, unless you somehow record our I was, Discord. I was streaming it. So. It's, unless you, <laughs> you somehow record our Discord calls. Yes, that is uh, <laughs> not on the public record. Only those who heard it can uh, can state that. And I refute that. And it was not canon on the show. Okay, fair enough. Well, do you want to jump into our impressions of the game? Yeah. So All right, well, just... let's jump in. So this week we checked out the new Turtles Beat-Em-Up Shredder's Revenge. What did we think about it, Sweeney? So what did we do? We played this game with some of our mates. Yep. You and I played it. Mike abandoned us once again. Uh, but we beat the game as well. Story yeah, so, so I just want to stay up front that we were playing it on PC, but we actually had one of our friends playing via uh, game streaming or like cloud gaming. Which so, I only knew halfway in. And I, yeah. from my perspective, did not notice or, you know, he did better yeah. than you in a, lot, in a lot of levels. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So, so this was almost a good kind of live test case of, of how you, playing multiplayer against people who are actually using cloud gaming and it was yeah. flying, passing, pass with flying colours. So. Yeah. So what is this game? This is very much in the ilk of the Turtles arcade, Turtles in Time, beat-em-up classics. And, you know, what, what's your high-level impression of this game? That we've beaten it, we've spent a couple of hours playing it. 
This game is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's not perfect, um, but the good part is there's some tweaks they could make to really improve the game, which is which we'll obviously get into a bit. But overall, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great love letter to those classic games. It looks gorgeous. It sounds great. Um, and it's just a hell yeah, a blast to play with mates. Yeah. And, and like, I'm definitely going to talk about some of the shortfalls in the game, but overall, I love this game. I, I think we need more games like this. I'm oh, always banging yeah. on about there's too many games that are just like too long. And this to me is like so perfect of a length. Like also beat-em-ups started getting into a stupid territory where they were lasting for five hours, some mm. of the more recent beat-em-ups. And that's just to me ridiculous. It should always be like the vision of like you going back into the arcade back in the day and you can kind of beat it with a few, you know, like 10 bucks or whatever. And you're there for a few hours max, but you're not going to stay there any longer than that. You're not going to be spending five hours in the arcade doing that. That's insane. Mm. So I think the game, what was it about two hours, two and a half hours? It felt. Yeah, it was probably just over two hours. We probably, we, there was a few moments where we like paused on the map screen because we played the story mode. So yeah. might've even got through it a little bit quicker, but I think it was a great length. Um, there were, as we'll probably get into, you know, it there were, towards I guess maybe the last third of the game, some of the like levels were a bit samey. Yeah, which I think is you know like maybe also I'm not. I will also admit I wasn't paying the closest attention I possibly could to the game as if I was playing it myself by yeah. myself. Because um, we're just mucking around, we're chatting, we're chatting about other things unrelated to the game. Yeah. So. Maybe there are more differences between, let's say, this side of the hat, but let's say level 12 and 13, you know, like there were just a couple levels around that kind of later part of the game that felt very similar in visual design. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how about you with on that regard? Yeah, no, like I think from an art style overall, I really love it. Like I think it's been executed near perfectly, you know, going into a little gripey territory just, I don't know if it feels a bit too zoomed in or just like marginally zoomed in. Wish it was like zoomed out a little bit because it felt at times it got a bit chaotic, especially we've got three, uh, like we actually ended up having four turtles and, you know, it's not like I don't know what I'm doing, but there were every now and then I'm like, shit, where the hell am I? <laughs> like, mm. I'm like losing my character on the screen. And, it, you know, obviously given the IP, you've got like four turtles, generally green, you know, divided by those four colors. But, you know, just looking in the peripheral, it's really hard to tell who's around you. You know what I mean? Like where's Leo, where's this and that. And that's always going to be a challenge if you make a game like this. But, you know, overall, man, the art style is awesome. Loved the characters and just, you know, pretty much everything about the art. Like apart from the fact that, you know, I'm not sure what they'd have to do. It's like maybe it's one of those really difficult intractable problems of like how would you make the turtle stand out a little bit more? There's a few tricks that you worked out, which was what was it, press L2 to yeah. show the little indicator on top of your thing. So I don't I don't know if it's an option, but it would be great to have an option to actually toggle that on permanently. I think that would be almost like Smash Brothers style. Yeah. As an as an option and not have that on by default. Just if you like especially we didn't play six players, but I can see when you get oh, into six yeah. player mode, it would be like, oh, having that little icon there, especially when there's supers going off every second, um, which we'll I'm no doubt talk about. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the I think that having that toggle would be great. I mean, because it actually shows different things for all of our screens, they could also put like a little halo around your character or underneath it or whatever. 
To be fair, we didn't really explore the options, so yeah, it might actually be in the options. There was also like there's a lot of mechanics in this game in regards to um, you know much more than the classic turtles games. Yeah, like as we mentioned, supers and more combos and and uh, like just movement options. But one one thing I don't not sure how to do it, but one thing we didn't actually do was there's a mechanic to high, to high five each other in the game. Oh so yeah, I, I actually. Not sure how that works if there's just if it's just for fun or if it, it's almost like the super, um, where it gives you sorry, the taunt where it gives you some super or something. I but. think it's only the taunt that does that, but I mm. did see that when I was trying to figure out because we didn't know how to revive, so like the revive stuff's not intuitive, you actually need to know what the button is, which I, I don't think that they should have structured it like that, but. Yeah, when I checked how to actually bloody what button is revive, I did see that there's a whole host of stuff that we weren't doing. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of depth to the game. It's actually, and it's just a really cool game. Like it's awesome game to play in terms of, you know, going to the value of it. Cause you know, we most, of, actually all of us didn't, we all play it through Game Pass, right? Effectively. Yeah. yeah. Um, like from that perspective, it's a, it's incredible like value. And you know, I'm one of the biggest people shitting on Game Pass all the time. This is all, this is a big tick for Game Pass, man. Day one, I probably would have bought this game if you guys were playing it, you know, and like I didn't have to. So that's awesome. And I definitely wanted to play this game. Um, so that's a huge follow up for, for Game Pass. And I think it's a, a better example for me, these type of games to be on Game Pass, mm. sometimes than even the single player games, which can be very specific to the person. Um, you know, I think, you know, if Fall Guys, for instance, would launch for free on Game Pass, that would have been super cool, right? That that's yep. I think that's the kind of thing they they should actually target a bit more, the social stuff. Well, I think it was um overcooked um when they added that. I think it was the first overcooked to Game Pass. I remember playing that with a bunch of, of friends just because it's like, well, what game can we all access on this? Yeah. Because that was always the issue in the past. Like, well, let's say 360 era kind of stuff because, you know, that was like the online gaming era. But basically it's like, well, okay, what game does everyone have? Well, if only if everyone's got Battlefield. That's pretty much the only game. Yeah. So it's the only game we're going to play, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas if everyone's got Game Pass, it's just you get a lot more options. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think the music in this game was pretty awesome, but I didn't actually like the mix. To me, it really felt like they dialed down the music too much in this game over the sound effects. Yeah, I think the unfortunate part is whenever you're doing, like, voice chat yeah, Discord over, like, <laughs> yeah, Discord yeah. stuff, like, I just had to scale the entire um, game music down. But what I heard, I liked, especially the vocal tracks, and obviously Mike Patton sings the, the theme song, which is awesome. I'm a huge fan of him. So. Yeah, yeah, so am I. So let's uh, let's talk about the supers. Uh, <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know, basically, um, this game has a super mechanic where you hit enemies and you level up to get a super, and as you get stronger and you're more experienced in total, you can get unlock multiple bars of it. The unfortunate, not the unfortunate part, well, I guess it is, is that there's a taunt mechanic where you taunt and you get the super instantly. So what it devolves to is basically everyone just taunting all the time to get the super, releasing the super. And unless you control yourself, you can just literally taunt again and then use your super again. And it just kind of just ends up being super smorgasbord. <laughs> nice pun. Um, yeah, and it's, it's ridiculous like how little the penalty is. The penalty yeah. is... If you use a super, no health, no nothing. It's just you use the super and the taunt from memory, it's like one, two, it's like two to three seconds. I think you have to wait. I saw, it's not I have, long at all. I saw someone on a forum uh, have the audacity to say that they should make it easier. Like what, the this taunt, game? 
the, the no the taunt mechanic they're what? like oh make it make it so you can cancel out of it or it's quicker and i'm thinking cancel out this, of it <laughs> this thing is already goddamn broken now i don't know maybe they were playing single player and it's a lot harder to kind of do that stuff when yeah. there's less people and that would make sense but i was like man like it's already broken they need to tone the hell down out of that thing because outside of what like one or two bosses the game on the normal difficulty was just ridiculously easy yeah yeah like we we got through we died but we had enough lives like i don't we don't actually know what the live mechanic really is like could you run out of lives and then you're out of the game i don't know not sure like i die enough i made an assumption that maybe that was a key difference other than the absence of the world map key difference between the arcade and story mode is arcade is while you run out of lives it's game over Uh, unless they have a continue mechanic that was my assumption but i don't know so yeah um, yeah and it's not a review like we're doing our impressions of like beating the game um but look like honestly that taunt mechanic and the super it's so broken like you gotta they've got to change something so they either got to make the super you lose health so then you are kind of a bit like well i can't just spam this throughout the whole level and you have to be more judicial with the way you use it, or they—I don't know. I don't, like I, the idea of maybe just remove it. Honestly, I don't—I don't think you need to have the taunt recharge your super. Like that, just remove a, it. That would be my preferred way yeah. to do that. Is just get rid of the taunt option yeah. because you're still gonna be, be build that up from hitting the enemies and it incentivizes people to take action to go towards the enemies rather than I'm going to yes. run away in a corner and just taunt. Yeah, which is kind you know. of a bit devolved too. Like I stopped doing the taunt super thing during the levels because it was, I was kind of actually suddenly getting annoyed that we can't like go to the, the next bit of the level because everyone's taunting. Like and I'm waiting yeah. for everyone to fucking stop taunting and to move some, on. Like I was That's playing Rafi, Rafi and his taunt was just laughing, which was okay, yeah. but then there was other taunts that were just really annoying. Mine's the worst. Um, I played his Donnie, and he was like, what was it? Just a minute. Just a minute. Yeah. That's really annoying. Um, but, but look. Great game. It was awesome game. Yeah. They'll patch awesome. that. They'll patch the taunt. Hopefully. God, hopefully. Yeah, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Developers Tribute Games. The fact that I think this is a the, just an absolute mm. like showcase for them, um, and I think it really put them on the map, so... Yeah, and I mean the publisher Dotemu, they've they've got a fair few things coming out like that are pretty decent. Like actually, it's like a publisher I keep my eyes on now. Like Metal Slug Tactics, I mean, yes, like there's a whole uh, Saudi Arabia thing behind that, but you know, like Street of Rage Four, like they've done a lot of cool stuff in the last couple of years. So they're also a, a mob to to keep your eyes out. What Wing Jammers too, as well. Yep. So yep. there's a lot of cool stuff that they're putting together. I actually like that publisher. Um, so yeah, what would you give this out of, out of 10 if you were back in IGN when you were working there? Well, the thing is, <laughs> me rating out of 10 is people are not going to think it's it's right, but I think this is a really great 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I was If I was like magazine rating where anything below a 90 is considered shit, then okay, a 9 out of 10. You know, that's, so. But that's the trouble with it. Like, you know, I get shit for saying that Dumb and Dumber is like a 10 out of 10 movie. They're like, what the fuck? How could that be a 10 out of 10 movie, right? And it's like, it's not trying to be Schindler's List or Godfather, but for me, just the humor in it, fucking like every joke makes me laugh in that movie. Every joke. Like even today, I can still watch it and I find everything funny, right? Hmm. And it's like this kind of game. It's not trying to be The Last of Us, for God's sakes, right? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Part one. But, you know, like for what it's trying to do, being a beat-em-up, it literally reminds me of being a kid 
playing Simpsons Arcade, right? Which was available for a short period of time on Xbox. Uh, and, then, and the last controversial thing, and I think, I think Joe Jives was one of the people we were playing with, right? He's our special uh, Patreon subscriber that he gets to play with us. But this is the man that said he beat Battletoads in a weekend. I, I, Sweeney, do you find that more or less believable after playing with him in, in this game? Why are you be going honest, back to this now? I don't, I don't understand. You, you, you're extending this segment the just, to, just to riff on him. I do still... you find it more or less believable after playing a beat-em-up game? No, I, I, I played the fourth. The fourth? No, the fifth. <laughs> it's the fifth. fifth. I played the fifth. So no, I, the fourth is a hidden one about turtles and battle toads. So I played no, the, the fourth. F- the fifth amendment's a racist thing, but um, <laughs> so but you know what pleading the fifth means. You feel like your your answer's going to incriminate you. So I will take that. Is you just like me? I find it less plausible. I want to see Joe Jive's stream him beating battle toads over a weekend, and then I'll believe it. Uh, all right, let's uh, go back into what else have we been playing. And it's it's quite funny that you wrote what else have we been playing because I was going to change it to write what else have we been playing. So when I jumped in, I'm like, whoa, that's scary. <laughs> We're quite similar. Um, <clears throat> so first uh, first up, myself, uh, I played Live, Ali- Live Alive. Is it Live Alive? Live Alive? Just whatever, I man. At I this forget. point, I'm just over it. I'm over it. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, probably this... doesn't. Ch- it's probably both ways make sense in the themes of the game. Yeah, live alive. Yeah, I think that's the way it's meant to be said. Um, so I played the demo. As I said a few times on the show, I was contemplating buying it. I was still kind of going back to thinking, shit, should I buy this? Because I did promise I'll buy these 2D HD games. I booted it up, played the demo. Man, I have to say, demos are very consumer-friendly. I've played a little bit of it, and I'm like, I'll f- there's no way I'll play this game. Like, I'm not saying it's shit or whatever, but for me, this is just not the game for me. So I'm really glad that I actually um, I got to play it. It does have a really different battle system. So, I don't know, you might want to check it out, Swinny. I Yeah, I, look, I'm fairly familiar with oh, the original. Okay. I've played parts of it. Um, yeah, so I know I've... I've it's a pretty, bit different, right? System. The battle system. It's more like a yeah. grid-based one and your attacks can, like, impact characters. It's almost like tactics, but not tactics. It's yeah. pretty weird. Look, I mean, it's... In these day and age, there's lots of RPGs that have that style of battle system, oh, okay. but back then it would have been a lot more unique. So I'm not taking anything away from it. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, look, um, I'm still keen to try it out, but... Just like with Octopath, my hope is that eventually they put it on other platforms as well. Um, mm. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, it's Octopath was a, Octopath was a good seller, so this will probably need to sell well for them to consider putting it out on like Xbox. And things, I so. don't think this is going to go that well. That's my gut feel. Oh, it, we'll it's see. very cult classic, and I don't see much buzz about this game at all. So, uh, I've also been playing Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, or as when I went to buy it. I said Fire Emblem Warriors, three houses. Um, yeah, this is, look, I'm actually getting into this game now, and I love that I've picked a different path as well. So it sounded like you were already into it, so it's it's like you're just even further into it this week. <laughs> no, nah, when I first was playing it, it's more like there's a rhythm. Like you have to kind of get the rhythm going in these kind of games. And now I'm like, I've got the rhythm, and I'm like, okay, okay. And now I'm going to start powering through these levels and... 
and listen to a podcast, like not paying attention. <laughs> Pause the podcast when there's a bit of story. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, jump back into the fighting. I don't know. It's just very relaxing because it's, it's not that hard. Um, but you also have to stay on top of what you're doing. Otherwise, you you could lose some of the levels just because, like, you have to go do this and send your troops there and send your troops there. And I don't know. It's it's a like I really, really like these games <laughs> when they've got IPs that I like. So when they do release the Animal Crossing Warriors game, I'm sure I'll get into that as well. Yes, that uh, sounds that that would just be Tom Tom no the villager themselves <laughs> would just be the psychopath in that game murdering everyone, wouldn't they? Yeah, Tom Nook, Tom Nook just going around beating, bashing people's heads in. Uh, it's a bit of a left field one for me, but I played a bit of Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Uh, I don't know what was the reason why I jumped into this. Like, literally was, don't know. Maybe you had Street Fighter Six on the mind and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to play a fighting game. So yeah. I, and I said to you guys as well, I was like looking at getting a fight stick as well. I was like, ah, I just want to get... I don't know. There's something that's compelling me <laughs> to like play these things. Um, you know, we haven't spoken about it much on the show, maybe once or twice, but I used uh, Fightcade so you can actually play with local people. Dirty um, Pirate. No, no, I own the arcade machine down in my garage. Just got to get a a converter from uh, 110 volts to Australian standard. But um, man, this fucking game, like the way it looks and moves and animated, Hmm. like I got to really sit down and think about it. Maybe we could do a tier list for this. Actually, this is not a bad idea, but (laughs) I feel like this is like an S tier 2D art style. Like, it oh, is okay, yeah. fucking incredible how good this oh, game yeah. looks. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to go on a tangent here too much, but there's a whole backstory with this game where it wasn't meant to be Street Fighter 3. And even actually a lot of people who are in FGC, fighting game community, like, and big, you know, people who are, like, famous, like Justin Wong and stuff like that, he doesn't consider it to be a Street Fighter game with the mechanics of this game. Mm. And I can kind of get that, even playing it a little bit. I'm like, oh, it does feel different to all the other Street Fighters that I've played. Um, And it wasn't meant to be Street Fighter in the initial run, and then they converted it. And it was one of the most expensive projects that Capcom had put together at that stage. And the art, they just went over the top because it was almost like 3D was coming in at this point as well. So they were like, okay, we're going (laughs) to go crazy with the art style. And it wasn't, it didn't get, it wasn't received well. Like, and probably also Street Fighter 3, because that was the first version of this game. You know, arguably, I think people don't really love that game anyway. Third Strike is a lot different to Street Mm. Fighter 3. So, because do you remember when it got released in the arcades? I know that we weren't the biggest arcade people, but. Well, yeah, it was almost like, oh, they put out a Street Fighter 3. Because remember back at that time, you know, like. We were still reading magazines, so a lot of the news yeah, would yeah, come yeah. come to us, you know, a month plus afterwards. Now, obviously, we would then start jumping on the internet, like, and start reading this news as it went. But even yeah. then, I remember like Hyper, they had Hyper Magazine, they had their website, and I don't think they even put stuff up before it reached the magazine. So yeah. they had people had a reason to go buy the magazine because obviously they could get the stuff up on the website much quicker. Yeah. But they're like, well, we're going to hold off some of these exclusive features and reviews. Yeah, so. and also Australia was crazy because if you're in the magazine industry in Australia, you could almost get a console from overseas, play a bunch of the games, and they came mm. out like two years later sometimes in Australia. Yeah, you know, so but you could to, really craft everything. But Street Fighter Three, 
like the original Street Fighter 3 new generation, that was like 97, 98. Mm. Like to me, it feels like still in my brain, my lizard brain, like not that long ago. <laughs> and it's like, shit, that's like 25 years ago it came out. But yeah. I remember when it came out to the arcades, it was just really like, people were just like, really? Like, this is not what we want, right? Things were moving really quick back then, Tekken and all this other stuff. So, Well, it was also, you know, like they, they got rid of majority of the cast of the previous yeah. the previous game. So it was well, like the people, yeah. people didn't have that familiar link to it. And as you said, like gameplay-wise, it was very different that... It's it's something that people probably had to adjust to, and when you're playing on an arcade machine, there's not that much time for adjustment if you're putting money in, like in yeah. dollars and two dollars or whatever to play each time, you know. So yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, but it, very controversial game when it released. It's definitely the most controversial Street Fighter. I know the Street Fighter Five didn't launch well, but it was hotly anticipated. Street Fighter Three was mm. a bit weird. So, but anyway, I'm like debating about playing it a lot more because I do like the mechanics of the games really, really quick. Um, and then the last thing I've been playing is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Um, and man, like, uh, I, I, like, fuck, I gotta like think about it, but I might have to like change my game of the year last year. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, did you, oh, did you, did you want to have this nominated? You're like, no, nah, I don't care that much. So we, we took it out and we put in, uh, Ender Lilies, which ended up winning. So... Enderlilies replace Monster Hunter Rise and you're going to say that you can actually swap it. That's pretty well, funny. Well, like, I've come around to this game massively. Like, I was just, like, very... I didn't really understand the game, right? Like, I, I wanted to lock on to the monster, like, like Dark Souls, right? And fight it like Dark Souls. That, that was kind of my... The way I wanted to fight it, right? And I just didn't understand how to, like, how I was meant to play it, right? Hmm. So one breakthrough was like, okay, I'm going to reset all the changes I made and try to play it like by default, everything default, right? To try to understand like, wh- like what are you meant to do in this game? How are you meant to play it, right? Um, and then I started watching some tutorials. So uh, what's his name? Fighting Cowboy. Is that right? Fighting Cowboy? You're the guy that's, you're, <clears throat> you're the one that talks about him. Yeah, but you're the one that talks about oh, him. Oh, really? You don't know, know him? Well. Oh, shit. Okay. I've heard seen his name every now okay, and then. I like that guy. guy. Okay. You, you bring him up. And Arix, do you know Arix, that channel? That's another big channel. Um, so I watched a bunch of their tutorials about how to play the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, crazy. And then the other breakthrough for me was like using the insect glaive, which is like very weird and almost technical. But now I'm like flying all over, all over the place like a maniac. Like, and I love it. It's like when they have like a wrath loss or whatever it's called, it's flying in the air. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get up there and smash it in the head. Um, Man, I really, like, I can totally see now how people spend, like, a thousand hours playing this game. Mm. Like, you get stuck in these loops. The other breakthrough was, because I don't have any friends to play it with, because no one owns it. None of my friends own it. Um, no, no one. Yeah, no yeah, one. Yeah. Um, the other breakthrough was, like, I just said, fuck it. All right, I'm going to play the multiplayer with randos. And they're always Japanese players. It's always Japanese. <laughs> it's like, everyone who joins my games are always Japanese. And... Man, it's so fun. Like, I'd like, I think if I actually had a group of friends who were playing it, I could see it's like a Rocket League type thing. You just play it like every night. Oh, I do this, do this hunt, do that hunt. Oh, I need this gear. And it's a very vicious cycle. It's like the shit that Michael hates where it's like, oh, okay, I want to like get better gear because I'm at this level now. 
Yeah. And then you go to get the gear and then you get up another level and you're like, oh shit, I need to get different gear. That's better now. <laughs> you just yeah. get in a loop. I've so. never played multiplayer in these games. What happens when the monster's dead? Does does everyone get the opportunity to carve up yeah. the pieces? So it's not like people can t- steal the loot. It's all, everyone no. gets it. No, everyone gets it, but it does. It's cool. It's actually like super interesting, like how they've done all of this stuff because, you know, I kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I'm a little bit competitive, right? So I'm like, Who's done the most damage to the monster? That's like, that's news to me. <laughs> it's like it hasn't told me information about who's the best in this uh, hunt, right? It doesn't does doesn't do that kind of stuff, right? But the other funny mechanic of it is, you know, um, I was hunting a Rathalos in Master Rank, and I I made it like, hey, I'll allow other people to join my hunt, right? And these fuckers kept dying all the time. I literally failed the quest three times because these idiots kept on fainting right like i was for ages but i'm like surely in master rank they should be like not fainting all the time and i got to a point where i'm like am i gonna have to just hunt this thing by myself which is gonna be pretty hard because you know it's it's the same hp but eventually you you are that that uh that toxic teammate like with the the rod the rocket league oh these (sighs) these guys can't lace my boots (laughs) No, but it's I'm not I'm not ripping into them like in the chat or anything like that. I don't do that. I, I keep okay, my you're, thoughts you're to quite, you're quietly toxic. Yeah, well, no, quietly going get better. Why are you joining these hunts and dying straight away? Because people want to play the game <clears throat> and have fun, even if they suck. <laughs> no, but you shouldn't suck at Master Rank. Like it's not like you would have had to play the game for fifty hours by that stage. But um, but that that's the di- dynamic though, because you got to think they're probably getting carried by like that new gear that gets them up higher yeah maybe faster, you know? that's so. true that's true yeah because they, like they had new gear but then they've got even newer gear that's way op because i the when original. i when i first played world yeah it was actually after that added that in because ice oh. was on the way so i i played it on easy mode into up until when obviously it starts to rebalance towards the yeah. end game and stuff yeah. which i was fine with i'm like you know it's my first time playing one of these games i'm okay to to take the easy handout um but yeah. uh it does it does mean you don't learn you you basically get into bad habits because you 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 can just do so much damage and and take so many hits that when it comes time to those monsters that can take you down quickly even if you got that stuff you're like oh shit I actually need to learn the attacks and the the tells of these monsters, not just like yeah D- DPS them, you know. No, and that's what I love about the game. Like I'm gonna stage, especially with the insect glaive, because it has like aerial moves. So I'm like kind of up yep. in the air. Then I'm like, okay, I think it's gonna do this. So I'm already like attacking in one direction, and it's got this new move, I believe, or maybe it was in World, where you can like slam down on the monster. So I can give it like, I think the most I've seen is like 700 damage. Like smashing it in the head, like one hit, like all this kind of stuff. I was like, man, this game is like, I'm so into it, dude. It's getting crazy. I'm like watching random YouTube videos about Monster Hunter now, <laughs> like <laughs> the tier list of monsters and the tier list of the games. And I was looking a bit at um, Monster Hunter One on the PS2, and it's it's like very Pokemon like in the sense that there's so much shit in Monster Hunter One. That is still exactly yeah, in yeah. Monster Hunter Rise, like the Even, icons. Yeah, I was literally about to say the icons yeah. of like the um, the ha- like the health potions, whatever they yeah. call them. I can't remember. You know, it's like it's so you can, it, and it's so great. It's almost like Zelda like to me, where yes. 
they keep elements that you like hook you but all the way back or take you all the way back yeah. to the original games you know so it's super cool like i i'm still uh, i'll get through sunbreak i might put it down to just pick up warriors again cuz i feel like i don't know when i'm going to stop playing this game honestly <laughs> cuz it's so many things like and there's so many things i started to go back to like the easier quest that i skipped like a few of the quests and i'm like how much can I fuck up these monsters now that I'm so overpowered for like the rank that they were? I'm like killing them within like a minute or like even less. But um, yeah, I think I might put it down now that I've played a bunch of Sunbreak because I actually had the day off on Friday. So I ended up playing like the whole day wow. <laughs> right? until my kids came over and then I obviously put it down. But um, man, it's just, it's super addictive. Like I totally get Monster Hunter now. And it's kind of sad. I feel like I don't need another thing like this. But then again, it's a pretty cool game. It's a pretty cool game. But yeah, it, I do want to. I do wonder when Monster Hunter, you know, the next console game, Monster Hunter Six, mm. whether I'll pick that up or not. I'm like, oh, probably. Well, you know, Let's I'll, be real. I'll play. I'll play that one with you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, cunt. <laughs> All right. What have you been playing? All right. So I've actually I been playing a lot of stuff this week but like earlier in the week so i tried out a bit of resogun oh on playstation man Shit, that is a good that game is man. a damn good game yeah. like house mark just it's just like the mechanics you're like this is almost genius level stuff the way they do it it's is, crazy is that a part of the uh what's it called Play, the playstation deluxe box, yes um, oh, yeah, so that that'd be the P, ps4 one yeah so um also Ooh. picked up the Dolmen. So Dolmen is that relatively new Souls-like that I quickly mentioned when we were talking oh, yeah, about Hellpoint yeah. a few weeks ago um, by the Braz- a Brazilian team. I can't remember the exact name of the developers off the top of my head. You'll be proud of me this week. I have zero notes. So I'm completely oh, going to wow. screw myself up on everything I say. Fly blind. Mm-hmm. Normally I'd write some basic stuff, but yeah. now I'm like, nah, not this week. I'm just going blind. Um, but yeah, Dolmen seems pretty good so far. I'm about two bosses down. So depending on how much I play this week, I may review it next week or I may okay. just give an impressions thing. Um, so far, it's not something I'd recommend, but I'm having fun, if that makes sense. It's like mm. I need to see, does it actually, like, is it something I'd recommend to people like Souls games? Um, because I think it's a, there's some weird things about it. But anyway. And, and that's... a quick status check. I did give you a heavy recommendation to play Spider-Man remastered as part of the collection you have for only a month very no, short I'm, I'm game pro- very short i'm game. probably going to be playing other games so because i have <laughs> spider-man i own spider-man so. oh shit okay there you damn it yeah. <laughs> all right um so the another game i play this week is um you know i've been playing a lot of borderlands games recently i did actually mm. consider getting uh tiny teams wonderlands but they just released more DLC for it. I'm like, you know what? I'll, the longer I wait, the cheaper that game will get, the yeah. more like they'll increase the level cap. It's like, again, I always wait for Borderlands games, but I wanted to finish off the standalone DLC, Salt and Dragon's Keep. Yep. And I got up to the last achievement. The last achievement required you to kill a Chubby Bones. So I basically what people dub the chubby grind the chubby grind <laughs> because this is an enemy that randomly appears and i guess you can play the footage now yeah, yeah. has a 0.5% chance to spawn 0.5 0.5% chance 
And I was reading up all the strategies or the places where people try to farm. And this basically, this enemy can spawn on where wherever any skeleton can spawn. And there's quite a few places, but if, each time a skeleton spawns, it's like 0.5% chance. Yeah, one in 200. But there are places where there's like five skeletons will spawn at the same time. So I'm like, you know what? I like those odds, right? You know, and I'm going to do this regardless. But then I started oh, course, reading yeah. s- some horror stories where... Some person's like, oh, it took me five hours to get this guy of just constantly doing this, like, this loop. Another one's like, it took me 10 hours. And someone said it took them over 50 hours to get this chubby bones to bloody spawn. There was something wrong. No, there's a lot of people saying that they actually took took them, like, a long time, like, twenty over a day or 24 hours or whatever. I'm like, so I set myself down. I'm like, (laughs) all right, I'm, I'm expecting the worst half an hour it took me to get the chubby to <laughs> spawn now i will say like i played through the entire game like 30 hours and he didn't spawn throughout those 30 hours but mm. the point was i've done everything else and now i'm like dedicating myself to getting this bastard to spawn but it was yeah i was so happy the rng jesus the rng jesus <laughs> was uh he, his light came down upon me during well, my farming and I, I finished the game. You do pray to RN Jesus a lot, so he can understand you have a deep relationship. Is that what the chubby bones will look like in the B-roll? Is that, yeah, that so there was... And shit? Yeah, there was a chubby bones. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's... Because, uh, look, it, it's... What can I say? I love Borderlands, but that is... I, I hate I hate whenever I have to rely on RNG for that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's over. It's done. I finished the game, so... Very good, very good. I do cool. like the art style of this game. I've never played it. Yeah. Now, a couple of uh, Game Pass games, no B-roll for these because I'm kind of going to, you know, I don't have a lot to say about them. I played a bit of NBA 2K22, oh, you know, oh, wow. noted, noted sports game fan and noted loot box fan. Can, um, I, can I ask, how many, be honest, how many NBA players did you know before playing this game? I didn't even, I don't know any after playing the game. Bullshit. Because I know, I just, cho- I just chose. I you can't, can't name I one NBA player, current NBA player. Oh, like Steph Curry or something. Yeah, like Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who but else? No, but I don't know. Really? I'm not gonna, no, but the th- I'm not going to embarrass myself by like taking <laughs> random stabs, Shit. right? What I'm going to say about this is, I mean, it's obviously seems seems like a really great game for basketball fans. Um, I'm just not into sports mm. games, realistic sports games in yeah. general. Um, you know, I love the the SNES sports games and things where they're more arcadey and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're so um, simmy I, now. Yeah. I just honestly played one like. Just, uh, just exhibition match, uh, just to get a handle on like what is it, the mechanics like and everything else. Yeah. It was alright, but that was enough for me. So, and I know how horrible those games are monetized, so I really didn't want to play anymore. Mm. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm trying to play every Game Pass game that's added into Game Pass this year. So that's the reason why I actually played. So, well, I guess uh, by doing that, eventually you can get to a point where you can say officially i've played every game that's currently available on game pass there's some games that stay in the ages, like the microsoft ones and things so but uh, anyway but you can you can start working on those ones as well <laughs> uh, and the other game um and i was actually looking forward to trying this um turns out it's, uh, it's trash shit. but anyway <laughs> Is a Naraka Blade Point. So Naraka Blade Point was a game that they announced. It was a game that already exists on PC. It was quite popular, especially in Asian markets. And they announced it, the Xbox Showcase mm. during summer that it was coming to Game Pass. And I played the tutorial, and I'm like, this feels cool. It's it's not 
it's not a Souls-like combat system, but it, it's got vibes to it that it was enough for me to go, like, this seems mm. pretty cool, but it's, you know, more like just more fit, like crazy action and stuff. And then, so you go through a tutorial, which is just, to, you know, it's pretty good, it takes you through everything, and then it's like, bang, straight into the main menu of just, like, season passes and bullshit <laughs> everywhere and all, basically like an MMO like screen yeah and i'm like fuck that i'm out i, I was just like i'm not fucking dealing with this shit man it was so for those abrasive. reasons i'm out <laughs> it was so abrasive that i'm like i don't even want to try a proper game of this really? because i've just like it looks it's but you know like a lot of mobile games like mm. you go and you load the screen up and it's just got like all these different like types of crystals and points and it just kind of gave me that vibe and i'm like I don't want to like. Oh, yes. here's today's challenges. Here's the characters. Here's the stuff that's available in the shop. Rent limited time offer. And I'm like, fuck this, man. Like, yeah, but the, the smart games they do they do you slowly. They just like they, they do you slowly. <laughs> that's a Paul Keating line. That's a okay. <laughs> I gotta get into that. <laughs> Paul Keating in Parliament. He was running against John Hewson. This is back in like '92 or something. And John Houston in Parliament is just like, why don't you call the election? Why don't you call the election? You know, why don't you do it? And Paul Keating gets up. He's like, because, because, mate, he says a more preamble, but he's like, effectively, he's like, because, mate, I want to do you slowly. And then the whole Parliament erupted in laughter. <laughs> it's just so, I fucking love that guy. He's I do my not, hero. I do not remember that. Oh, dude, I could quote that guy for days. Like, there's so much shit that he said. That's fucking some of the best insults. So, anyway. That's a weird All connection, right. Paul Keating. And, and Naraka Blake Point. Blake point. No, no one's made that connection before. Naraka Keating, yeah. <laughs> um, so the last game I played mm. is, uh, this is the main event. It's yeah, not a Game so, Pass game, though. It's, yeah, and by my... the way, like adult PlayStation games, have you played Last of Us? So you're talking since I got my one-month PS Plus subscription. Yeah, but you have access to it. I do. Well, I own Last have of you Us. Played, so have you played Last of Us? No. God of War? I'm playing through God of War three right now, so yeah, not no, until I'm talking that. about 2018. No, I've, I own that. So, like, no, I'm, I'm saying, have you played it? Have you played it? I'm just, not I'm yet. just getting the audience on the journey here. Just not, not just yet. <laughs> but there's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between the general. <laughs> have you played these games? And have you played it because you've got one month of this? I'm just subscription saying, like, to use. you know, hey, I, I picked up a Switch. You know, I'm thinking of the games that I could play. I've never played any of these games before. And I picked up this game. It looked really cool. Balan Wonderworld or Land. I can always forget which one it is. <laughs> so what have you been playing, Sweeney? So the first game I downloaded and that I've been playing is a game. has a has a fantastic reputation. It's one of the all-time classics. It's called Knack on PlayStation <laughs> 4. So the reason why, okay, let me explain why I wanted to play Knack, because as we know, this game is a meme. It's not regarded as a great game in any way, although, you know, some people don't mind it. I always see this game as like an oddity in the PlayStation history. Even mm. though it's not that old, it's like this this game that was almost like a tech demo in terms of like what the PS4 can do. You know, Mark Cerny was behind it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I want to play this game that a lot of people joke about. Some people don't mind. A lot of people don't like. And I actually, before the whole PS Plus thing, I'd been looking around for this game, assuming I could find it super cheap. And I wasn't able to find it cheap. But the, the cheapest I found Knack for was like $30. And I'm like, I'm not searching all on the internet. I'm just like, whatever, like bargain bins and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not paying $30 for Knack, right? No. Especially if, uh, if I 
end up hating the game. You'd rather pay $25 for a month to play Knack. <laughs> no, well, the point is that I'm, I've played a lot of games as part of that one month Fair and enough. I could talk about yeah. it on the show. But yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a perfect chance for me to play this game. So I started it and, you know, I went into it with very low expectations, went through the tutorial. I'm like, the tutorial, I'm like, this game's not that bad. It's like, it feels okay. It's like, you know, like, like your character platformer, you know, 3D platformer, mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, then the story stuff starts, and I'm like, okay, this is this is really bad. Like, oh, really? very bad story. Very like, Knack has the voice of like a 40 year old black dude. It's just like really what? weird. Can just you do an really... impression? Can you do an no, impression? Quickly? I am not doing an impression. <laughs> but I'm just trying uh, to visual. I'm just trying to get the audio. I will, like, what is? No. Can you try? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But basically, it's like <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um. Like Carl Weathers. He sounds like almost like a younger Carl Weathers, you know. Anyway. What does he sound like? I can't recall what Carl No, Weathers I am not. Like. No. But the point is, it just, it's really odd. Everything about the whole story part is odd, but whatever, right? Yeah. I'm like, I can live with that and whatever. I'm playing the game and I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. I'm playing on normal. I'm like, okay, I'll just choose normal. It's easy, normal, hard. Yeah. This motherfucking game is hard as shit on normal. <laughs> yeah, really? No, no joke. I was so sure. Like, for the kind of for what you would expect, yeah. Basically, when you're like little knack, you can see in the footage at the moment. You see, like he took like a third of his health there, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm taking half my health each hit. This person must be playing on damn easy because I'm taking half health. <laughs> so basically, knack dies in two hits. Oh wow! And the and the checkpoints are not friendly. Like oh, basically, wow. the checkpoints are like between the cutscenes, and so you have to like. So I'm dying to these, and the enemy placements are assholes. And there's enemies as I've gotten further into that will kill me in one hit, and I have to play through this whole massive section again. I'm like, why? The, why is this game so hard, man? What do you generally you, find harder, Elden Ring or Knack? On hard this mode? game is more difficult than bloody Elden Ring for me, right? <laughs> now, you can't change it unless there's a way to do it that I haven't found. You can't change the difficulty once you start at the game. Uh, I hate that. I actually tried to make Fire Emblem Warriors harder, and then you can't. You're not allowed to. I'm like, that's Cause, stupid. Because I'm like, I ended up rage quitting this game at like, <laughs> I don't know, a third of the way through because oh, I got that pissed off. And I'm like, I don't know if I can be bothered finishing this game. <laughs> if I could knock it down easy, I would. But man, like... This game, <laughs> not a, look. The other thing, this game has the, probably the ugliest art style. <laughs> any fucking PlayStation first-party game I've ever raving played. Review. <laughs> but the game itself is not bad. Mm. I think it's just the fact, like the art style thing, is a huge thing that puts people off. It's well, just the art style is pretty ugly. critical to the game, right? It's like, ugly. Like the characters are ugly. Everything is ugly around it. You know, like. <laughs> Anyway, so I may keep playing it. I might actually start from the start on easy um, because I'd like to complete oh the game because yep. I it would also be part of my... The thing is with this PlayStation Pile of Shame resolution... Well, this game is just a shameful game. <laughs> not being but, No, but the thing is, I think it's better than some people think, but it's still like, you know, I've just spoken about my issues. <laughs> there you go. Thing... It's way too fucking hard for what it is. It looks like shit. <laughs> The story is horrible. But like it 10 plays, out of 10. But like the core moment of my gameplay is not horrible, right? Mm. But the thing is that as part of that PlayStation Pile of Shame, like I'm trying to experience a wide range of, of not just the triple all the triple A big hitters. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play Flare, I'm gonna play Knack, I'm gonna play mm. um the Order 16, 1866. You yeah. know, I want to kind of experience of like the highs and lows, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the last of us. 
<laughs> I haven't played it either, so you know yeah. we, we should be, anyway. we should have a gaming show. But... So I'll uh, we'll see whether or not I'll go back to Knack, but uh, yeah. Anyway, this is like a very unfair comment, but Knack for me, because you know how you're saying it's like a misstep by Sony, and it was, but Knack feels like it should have been an Xbox game. It's the kind of thing that Xbox you could totally see Xbox doing. It definitely feels like original Xbox kind of mm. like vibe. Mm. Uh, I will say I've heard the sequel is much better and in terms of difficulty much better as well. So I I don't know if it's good, but I've heard that because I'm looking. That's the things so you know when you're playing something like man, like you with Fire Emblem, like fucking is anybody else finding this shit hard? And you yeah, start yeah, looking yeah, it yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and all these art these articles and these Reddit threads of why is Nack so hard? Like yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I felt vindicated. I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't just suck. It's fucking hard, man. Because I imagine some people just like play it for a few minutes or seconds or whatever, and then it's like, like they're they're done with it, so they don't even know how hard or easy it is. I feel like that's even a bit like Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, where it's like, I don't actually see many people talking about how broken the game is. Hmm. But to me, that's a pretty big flaw in the game that they can fix. And I think once they fix it, then it's definitely like better. But yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you got to restart from easy knack instead of playing any of these other games that you have in the collection that are amazing. Well, because, because I've, again, like I own those other games, Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas I don't own a copy of knack. So yeah. I'll lose access. I won't be able to play it after this one. Yeah. So. But that's a pretty poor argument because I'm sure there's a hundred games that are better than knack that you don't own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's you can't uh, even argue with that. You, you, all right, right, right. Trail off, trail off. All right, let's get into our headliner. So, after weeks of rumors, we finally have got a Nintendo Direct this week of the mini partner showcase variety. So, what went down overall, Swinney? Before we jump into our key highlights, people didn't like this. Some people did. How did you feel about this? I think this is a very strong showing mm. that unfortunately was relying too much on games that were already a known thing. We just didn't know they were known Switch thing. Yeah. And obviously it was a partner showcase. So anybody wanting a first party thing was always going to be disappointed because that wasn't yeah. the point. But I liked it. I think there were some great announcements. Yeah, I really liked it. Very low expectations. It's not a straight up Nintendo Direct, so you can't have that type of hype for it uh and then you look back at some of the partner showcases some of them i remember we live reacted to other ones that were a bit like okay pretty hit and miss we did a live reaction to this one if you want to watch it but i think we both said at the end and i still feel the same pretty good pretty good overall i think the biggest thing was like there was nothing new that excited me right Mm. like there's games that have existed but yeah and I, i kind of almost put the Steam game's out of that category, which is probably the wrong thing to do. <laughs> like, sometimes the Steam game will come to Switch, and I'll be like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And I kind of almost feel like it's a brand new game because it hasn't got a big audience yet. Mm. Um, but overall, and, pretty good. I think the trouble for me as well is that I I always get excited about stuff, especially Nintendo-related stuff, but yeah. I don't use my Switch anymore, really. Um, I'll use it... Mm. I probably haven't used it in about three months. Um, Whoa. Holy yeah, shit, dude. From maybe even longer, I've got to get on Smash um, with you. So, and so the, the thing is, I, even if I get excited, it's going to take a lot to get me to actually go play the Switch just because I've got so many other games and I just would rather play, yeah. you know, my fancy new con- newer consoles on my new TV, sure. you know. So uh, it's just the nature of it. But I think, uh, I guess we let's, let's get into some of the cool stuff that they, they showed. Yeah. Up. 
I reckon a Mario game would be the thing that gets you back. Like a new Mario game, Mario Galaxy 3, whatever it is. Uh, so our highlights uh, that we had of the show, So and it opened with this as well, which was a bit of a shock. Uh, Near Automata, the end of Yora, is that right? Edition? Yorha, and it was Yorha. after the sun. It, it opened with a sunbreak trailer, and oh, then yeah, went into course. this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Yorha. That was Yorha. always going to happen. That's They've got a good relationship with Capcom. I'm sure that's part of the deal. So the sunbreak thing revealed a few more of the monsters, but nothing exciting, I don't think. Um but yeah, this actually, I didn't, like, I avoid the rumors. I don't really actually get that much news, like, rumor news. Like, it just doesn't hit my feed normally anyway. Uh, but yeah, Near Automata really shocked me. A game that I really, I just haven't given the time to play. I've only played for, like, two or three hours. And it was literally, like, played it, like, this is the original PS4 version. Played it for two or three hours, and I'm like, this game is, like so cool, right? Literally, I was, like, saying to you guys, I'm like, I freaking already love this game. And I just didn't go back to it for some reason. I think it was almost like this game is going to drag me into its universe and lore and weirdness that I, I kind of just put it down because <laughs> I was like, I was nervous about it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even if you want to do everything in the game, it's not like it's not a super long game compared yeah. to like other like your RPG, traditional, more traditional JRPGs and stuff. So, but, but in terms a, of. Is it a JRPG? No, but I'm saying like of that vibe because yeah, it's definitely okay, like yeah, got yeah. some vibes to that. I'm saying like don't expect this to be like a massively long game like those. Mm. Although it's there's meat to it. One thing I'll say though is that um the lore part where you're like, okay, now I'm super interested in the lore part, that would probably suck you in because there's so much to that and when you add in the, the all the yeah. new replicant stuff that kind of uh, links into it um tenuously, but there are links. Yeah. Um but yeah, I th- it's I'm absolutely over the moon for anyone that's playing this on you know that wants to play this on Switch. Obviously, it's you know not going to have the 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 horsepower of the others. Yeah. But it, uh, this game I think is fine because the gameplay is great, but the story I think is really what hooks people. Um, and I just hope that I don't know. Obviously, like it would be better on the new Switch OLED, but there is some small font in that game, so I hope they upscale a little bit for people that want to play on Switch handheld. So. I just hope they do a bit of work there, but anyway. Yeah, and like just, I don't, I don't want to go on about it too long, but, you know, just the dialogue around um, frames per second and everything like that, it's starting to like, it's so weird. I feel like there's been a massive pendulum shift in this space. I remember like, <clears throat> like I don't know what it was, like three, four, five years ago, we'd always be like, hey, we want 60 frames per second. Like this bullshit stuff of like dodgy frame rate games, it's unacceptable, right? And I've always been in that position, but now I feel like it's gone the other way where it's like, people are like, oh, this game's 30 frames per second. Oh, it's unplayable. It's horrible. I'm like, well, hang on. It's kind of nuanced. It's like a game that has like a very locked 30 frames per second for me can be very playable. Like Monster Hunter Rise, I have it on PC thanks to Capcom and then also on the Switch where I bought it and I prefer playing the Switch version. Like, the PC version looks fucking way better. And it's like, whatever it is, 60 frames plus, right? But it's just the convenience. I can put it on my TV, play it, you know, as I'm going around. And I kind of look look at this game as well. If this game is like anything like, um, oh, shit, what's that other game from the same studio? Uh, Astral Chain. Yeah. Which, you know, I like that's a 30 frames per second game. I played a bunch of that game. I loved it. I didn't have an issue with it. I'd love if it was 60, but mm. it's not like unplayable like you know where i'm always coming from is where games are choppy 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so noticeable. Like you're playing through it and it's like, oh, this is just horrible, right? Mm. So anyway, bit of a diversion. But talking about JRPGs and fellas like this one was coming for, you know, what is it? Three or four years since the Joker announcement with Smash. They finally revealed Persona 3, 4, and 5, starting with 5, uh, coming to the Switch. So crazy stuff. Feels like a match made in heaven. Definitely. This is long overdue, especially for the Switch. Um, you know, the fact that the whole Joker thing, but also the fact that Shin Megami Tensei Five was came out in the Switch, it just felt like a match made in heaven. Um, I'm so happy that, you know, the Switch owners weren't left out when we had the announcements at the Xbox Showcase, and then they said it's also coming. They're also all going to be on PS5 mm. and on Steam and everything. Uh, if whatever you know, if they weren't already, and it's, I'm just glad that they, you know, it was obvious that they just waited. They just wanted to have that as a as a as a nice piece uh, on this, you know, direct. Which it's put. Look, it's possible that this direct was meant to happen a bit earlier, and that gap wouldn't, wouldn't have made as much sense. Uh, as in, like it wouldn't have been as big. But whatever, it's it's coming. Uh, I think there'd be absolute perfect games for the Switch. I'm looking forward to playing them as well when they when they come. You know, I'll probably be playing them on Xbox, obviously for achievements as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, great news, great news. No, really awesome news. We should say, uh, Neo Automata Switch is coming out on the 6th of October and, uh, yes. Persona 5 Royal is going to be the 21st of October and then with, uh, Persona 3 and 4 coming in 2023. I'm actually like, I so you know, I've still got PC Game Pass. They're coming for free on PC Game Pass as part of the subscription, but you know, for free, quote unquote. I'm actually, seriously, it sounds nuts. I'm tempted to just buy it on the Switch. From a lifestyle point of view, the Switch is like, it, it probably allows me to play games like an extra hour or two because <laughs> I can just turn it off, put it down like straight away. I'm in the lounge room, you know, all this other kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, very difficult for me to get dedicated gaming time in dad mode. Right. So Yeah, I it makes a lot of sense, especially if, you know, if you have to commute at all. Um, yeah. That's, that's the bit going to be the best way to play that. So. Yeah. And I probably need to commute more and more just with the way things are evolving. I'll probably have to start going back to the office like three days a week instead of one. Mm. I think I'm at the moment. So, so that's an additional like five to six hours of a uh, persona time. Uh, it's also such a long game. Like from mm. like, it's like a 150 hour game, right? It's crazy. Like at least a hundred hour game. So mm. I just don't sit down on PC or like I actually have, you know play my PlayStation Five in my PC setup, which sounds weird, but that's the way I play it, hmm. just because of the situation I'm in. So I sound like a prisoner or something. Um, and one game that I'm super pumped about and really really looking forward to getting, and probably the reason why I won't get Persona Five Royal for a while because it comes out a day before on the twentieth of October, is Mario and Rabbids or Mario Plus Rabbids. Sparks of Hope. So we finally got the re uh, release date. And there was also a gameplay video that came out later in the week that I watched. Um, one notable thing that we've put in, in our notes is the composers, uh, Grant Kirkhope. So that's Mario Rabbids, Banjo-Kazooie fame, Gareth, is it Cocker? I always say I Coca. I've never said his name out loud. I always say Coca, but... Oh, okay, Coca. Uh, Ori and uh, Halo Infinite's composer, and then Yoko Shimamura. Is that right? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, Street Fighter 2 and Kingdom Hearts fame. So pretty damn good composers. But watching the gameplay footage, 
I didn't realize how different the combat was because they spoke about it more, you know? Mm. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. They've gotten rid of the grid completely. You have pretty much free movement. I'm like, this is like really weird. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of confident in the team. So I'm, I'm, you know, they've got my trust after the first game. But I'm actually like, like nervous is the wrong way to say it, but I don't, I just don't know how it's going to go. Like, I just don't get it. Like how they've done it like this and how they've balanced it out to make it work. So it's going to be really fascinating. Well, I mean, there are, look, you've got, you know, XCOM and a lot of these games, like especially games like Wasteland 2, where they're similar, but there's no specific grid. You know, there might be grid for when you're taking, um, cover and the specific like blocks but generally they're not like played out on a grid all the mm. time so um so i think you'll be fine i think it's it's probably good for them to mix stuff up you know because there's always the first game people can go back to if they want that as well but one word of warning to people as part of uh when we set this show up um i have to help out with some hashtags on our uh our social posts for these clips mm. and everything uh Word of warning, uh, be careful looking up any hashtags related to Mario and Rabbids or Sparks of Hope because there's a lot of people out there making some very unfortunate imagery about some of the new characters. That's Rule 34 kind of... Uh... Some very bad stuff out there, so uh, just uh, be careful. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you had to look at all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, that's pretty prevalent in a lot of hashtags. Like, I was looking up some Fire Emblem stuff just to, like, actually learn some stuff about Fire Emblem. I'm like, what, what are people posting this shit on Twitter? Like, it's insane. I'm like, keep clicking. <laughs> Where's Edelgard? Um, <laughs> and then the last thing that we wanted to highlight, so I will get this game day one, not Persona 5 Royal, but maybe I'll, I don't know. I don't know if it won't ever go on. So anyway, uh, my thoughts, <laughs> inside thoughts, no, rather than outside thoughts. Uh, the last game that we looked at and we're like, ooh, okay, this is, uh, this is kind of interesting, was... Portal, the companion collection. Uh, Portal and Portal 2, incredible, incredible games. Definitely would be games that, if you had a video game Hall of Fame, have to be there. Right, Swinny? Oh, yeah. It yeah. depends how big the Hall of Fame is, though. Well, I, I okay, I'll say it like this. We're talking 100 games? We're no, talking 200 no, games? I'll, I'll say it like this, though. If Portal and Portal 2 aren't in your Hall of Fame, you haven't defined the Hall of Fame well. No, I love these games. Um, I'm very happy they're on Switch for people. The thing with these games is, outside of obviously people that are a bit younger, I I just almost assume that people have played these games. And that's the thing. It's like, I think it's great to have another platform. I don't know how much these are actually going for cost-wise, this collection. It was Um, actually very affordable. So, like, I was just looking at the Australian prices because even I was like, I'm still livid that we didn't put... Portal 2 in our 2011 big week. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Um, it should have been there. It was disgusting that it wasn't there. It's ranked number three, Portal 2, on the IGN games of all time. It wasn't in my top six games of that year. I loved the game, but it was a... It, hey, that year was a busy year. Fair. Was a, and you chose to do a podcast with people that love uh, RPGs. I know, so. I know. I got, I got freaking railroaded big time on that show. Look, I, I would I would give, you know, in hindsight, the fact that you guys didn't went over the moon with it, we could, you know, swap in LA Noir for it, because I think that was the game we ended up going with. But yeah. I just assumed you guys would, would probably like that more than you did. So Yeah. Well I wanted to play LA Noir, which is kind of a bad thing. But I did also just assume that Portal 2 was gonna make it. <laughs> so I played it as well. Anyway, twenty eight Australian dollars. 
oh, the Portal good. 1 and that's 2. Good. That's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. That's a bloody great deal. Like, if you have not played these games, play these games. <laughs> like, get, the, get this on I, Switch. I, I awesome. kind of wish they would have put um, Orange Box on as well. Like, because we know that, they've, you know, people, there's some Half-Life 2 stuff that's been left in, in this yeah, yeah, collection. So People have hacked it to be able to play it's some of that stuff. Unbelievable, yeah. So, yeah. I'm actually really glad they didn't. And I'll tell you why. Because I feel like if they put Orange Box, it actually takes the focus off, off Portal and puts it all on on um, Half-Life 2. Well, to and me, that like that's that's the best game Valve's ever made to me. So I would be all right with that focus being on Half-Life 2. No, but I just think they could actually release a like... Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Ep 1, Ep 2 bundle separately. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not bad value. $28 for Portal and Portal 2 is insane value. Um, and then also, then you'd have Team Fortress 2. Like, what are you going to do? Put Team Fortress 2 on the Switch? I don't, well, I don't think to me, happen. no, but to me, you'd be like, okay, you just swap that out for Portal 2 and that's your collection, you know? But anyway, whatever it is. What it oh, is. yeah, I kind of forgot that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because Portal 1, that was on the orange mm. box. That's right, yeah. Mm. I, like, but getting back to this... Um, yeah, super cool. Like, I, literally, I've just beaten Portal 2 recently, and I'm still like, ooh, I guess I'll get a Steam Deck one day, so that would be really dumb to buy this. But um, it's just such a cool game, man. I've Yeah. I know, like, a lot of people have played Portal and Portal 2, but if you haven't, I just feel like it's it's kind of like a must-play game. So, yeah, look like this, the Direct overall. I think it was pretty decent. Be yeah. interesting, Swinney, because you did say that, you know, it's gonna happen a direct. I don't know if that's the direct that they were talking about. I think it was. Yeah. Wow, that's pathetic. Then these rumor mongers. Um, I I kind of do wonder though when we'll get a proper first party Nintendo direct. Well, September makes sense because I think they did a big one last September. So, yeah. but Nintendo's also Nintendo. They just do things do differently. Whatever they want. Yeah. You know? I just like the biggest one that still stands out to me is Mario, that mm. we don't know anything about the next Mario game. And did Bowser's Fury really kind of like throw them off, not off course, but kind of like take so much time that is then extended the gap? Because this is now becoming the longest gap between Mario games ever. It just seems really weird to me. It seems like just, yeah. Why wouldn't they have DLC for Odyssey? I'll never understand that. Nintendo, that's the explanation. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get into something I know you would be uh, super keen on, and I'm partially keen. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll take this one. So also part of Nintendo Direct, but there's a reason why we split this out, is uh, was the first gameplay trailer for Return Ooh. to Monkey Island, a game that we talked about when they announced it back on April Fool's Day. So I'm super pumped for it. I'm a huge fan of the original games, uh, especially the third game, which is, you know, a pe- it's Ron Gilbert wasn't behind that one who's making this one, but it's still beloved. Um, but they announced in the Nintendo Direct that this is a Switch console launch exclusive, which is neat. I think mm. that's really, really cool. Um, you know, it will also be on PC. They already announced yeah. that. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we talked, obviously the big part of this is leading, that we're going to lead into is about the art style. On our, the live reaction, we both said that we actually think the art style is pretty neat. Yeah, makes the sense more, as well. Makes sense. Yeah, the more I've watched of it, I actually like it a lot more now. I think when, especially like you can, they've got a really funny website up for it as well. Mm. I can't remember. I think it might just be returntomonkeyonline.com or something like that. But even that, it's like, has to really, I'm like, okay, Oop, I actually nope, like the way that. Sorry. Um, but basically, it's like I, I actually like it more the more I see it. Yeah. 
but there's a lot of people that don't like it. And oh, I, yeah. that's that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Even Mike chimed in when he watched it, said that he's not a fan. And that's absolutely fine, right? Mm. So stuff, not everything is for everyone. And I think, yeah. you know, some stuff will win people over. Like, just look at Wind Waker. Like, I didn't like the look of Wind Waker yeah. when I first saw it, and now I love it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can we can we do, like, a quick role play, Swinny? So, you're Ron Gilbert, you've introduced this, you know, game, here's the gameplay, and I'm the gamer who, you know, doesn't like that gameplay. So you go, okay, cool. I'll click, you've uploaded it, that's your bit. Yeah. And this is a normal person who doesn't like that art style. Oh, cool. I'm really excited about this Return to Monkey Island clip. Okay. I'm going to, uh, 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 yeah, not a fan of that. Okay. I'll move on with my life now. Cool. Awesome. Right. I'll go okay. on to the next oh. thing. <laughs> That's that the end of role play. End <laughs> so of role I'm play. just Rod Gilbert. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> well, you didn't do anything. So I was like, yeah. all right. So the unfortunate part about this is that people like we almost, you could predict this happening. Yeah. Not only went, took to, you know, like the, the comment sections of everything, but also Ron Gilbert's private blog, which is, I think, Grumpy Gamer, um, the blog, and yeah. started, you know, commenting that they didn't like the art style. And some people just like, okay, I'm not a fan, right? And that's Ooh. fine. That's, that's, it's not very constructive, but it's, it's your honest opinion, right? But then a lot of people started saying Ron Gilbert is a hack and doing all these personal attacks and Ooh. saying that he's ruining the franchise, constant, like, waves of abuse a lot of it probably people being sent over there and stuff like that and brigading and stuff like that to the point where ron gilbert actually shut down comments on his blog because he was getting so many attacks he was having to remove comments or someone was having to remove them for him it, i wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me if he's the one actually moderating that page because yeah, he's probably. always the one posting and i'll just give a statement that that he said I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean. I'm having to delete personal attack comments. It's an amazing game and everyone on the team is very proud of it. Play it or don't play it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game. The joy of sharing has been driven from me. And I, I just need to reiterate, some of these attacks are absolutely horrible stuff. These are not just, okay, I don't like getting criticism, right? These are just people constantly attacking him and personal attacks. And we'll talk about another game this week in a second where it went even a step further that is abhorrent. Mm. But I just want to go back to some previous comments he made about this art style. Um, it probably was about a month ago or so. It was obviously since the reveal on 1st of April. Return to Monkey Island may not be the art style you wanted or were expecting, but it's the art style I wanted. And I think that whole creator vision is the part where people obviously look trying to reason with some of these people is just it's pointless almost. Folly. Yeah. Yeah. But this whole thing about don't ruin it for everyone else, the fact that Ron Gilbert now says, you know, and he might turn around on it but say, look, he doesn't want to share any more information about the game until it comes out, it's now this has just ruined it for people that are true fans and looking forward to the game, whether or not they like the art style or not, some people still want to play it. And suddenly you've just got this this horrible culture of people just feeling like they have a right to attack developers directly yeah. about this stuff. That I just, it makes me sometimes, like even though I've got nothing to do with it, it makes me ashamed to be part of that culture in any form, in to yeah, be yeah. a gamer. And that sucks because this is a hobby, man. Like uh, games can be art. But at the same time, when you break it down, we play these game things for fun. Exactly. For that's, experience. that's the fucked up thing. Like out of any 
kind of hobby like that I can think of. It's almost like one of the few that really genuinely, for the core of it, is about fun and amusement. They literally pretty much originate from amusement parlors, right? So mm. the fact that where gaming has gotten to with Gamergate and all this other kind of shit as well, it's like, it is, you know what it's like? It's like, if you, like, I have a lot of friends who are Christian, right? And also like conservative and all this other kind of stuff, right? But I feel like at sometimes they feel almost embarrassed because there's some fucked up people on their side of the fence. And it's like, yeah. you're ashamed. It's like you're ashamed of someone in your family or whatever, but it's like their family. So you can't get rid of them, right? And mm. it, it feels like that. It's like, this is part of the reason why I will find it hard to talk about people at work. I play games and shit because it's like lame shit like this happens all the time in gaming. More so than like movies or music or anything like that. Like I, I, you don't see the parallels. You don't see people accosting like Tom Cruise. Oh, when's the next fucking Tom Top Gun coming out? Or Kanye West like harassing him constantly. When's the next album? Like people really want the next album, but they're, it just seems like the culture's so different. It's like, oh, we'll wait for it to come. We're like, we're excited. We want to have a listening party. You know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, man, it's such a bad part of the gaming community. I've seen some people commenting, oh, this is why you have community management teams and like people as a filter between the creators. And it's like, motherfucker, like that is not solving the issue here, no. which is that the, especially with the anonymity of the internet or a relative anonymity, mm that people feel like they can do this stuff without any kind of repercussions. And you've got someone like Ron Gilbert. Like, think about this. We never, ever thought we would get another Monkey Island game from yeah. Ron Gilbert. Yeah, We're yeah. getting it from the original creators, from the original um, composers, mm. with the voice actors. You know, this is a this is a labor of love game, right? Yeah. And these motherfuckers are just like, oh, fucking, you're ruining the, the franchise, you assholes, you know, and like, you're a hack, Ron Gilbert, and all this shit. Yeah. You're ruining what is something, like, we, honestly, we're lucky to have the fact that this game's coming out. Whether or not you want to play it or not, the fact that, like, this is, this is the creators bringing back an old loved yeah. franchise, you know? Yeah, um, and, and, these, and also, let's be real, like, these are people who, if you go, if you had a magic wand, you go, okay, cool. Bing, you're in the director's chair now. They would mm. fuck it up so hard. You know that. Mm. You know oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, what gives you the fucking goal to pretend like you're... Like, what have you done? Like, the world is so different than it was back then, right? Mm. If you've got a really cool idea, why don't you fucking make a game? Back yourself. Yeah. If you've got such a fucking good idea on how to ruin or not ruin a franchise. Like, at least I have some respect for you if you go do it. And then you also go, hey, and you're shit, Ron Gilbert. But by the way... People who are good at those kind of things would never even think or act like that in the first place. I was, I was, listening, crazy. I was listening to Tamar Hussain from Giant Bomb and GameSpot talk about this, and he was saying that thing you just said, but he also said, like, these people just, they've, they've, they haven't got much joy in their life. They no. get joy out of tearing people down. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and, and that doesn't always, that's, I'm not saying this is, that, but yeah, go on. But this, is, this is not a sp thing specific to gaming culture. We know that, right? But it's like the fact that you feel that you're entitled to go and do those personal attacks to tear people down. Like, what the fuck are you doing, people? Like, have some decency, for fuck's sake. And there's worse. Well, I don't know if we want to get into the God of War stuff now because I think it's my ranch is just going to amp up <laughs> on the back of this. <laughs> no, we one, should get so. into it. But I mean, like, I don't agree with what you just said. I feel like it's these people are just dark clouds. You know what I mean? Like, they're just bad news, they're bad vibes. 
And it's not even like trying to take the joy or anything like that. They're just, they have an aura of negativity and they live in the negativity. Like, mm. and the, the, the challenge is, because, you know, without opening the veil too much, you know, like we also get a lot of shit on YouTube, right? And my whole attitude to it is like, ignore it. Don't engage with it because it doesn't serve anything. It's like, I just kind of go, I feel sad for these people that they want to rip into us. Like we're nobodies on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. On anything. It's like, God, like you really, it's like the low of the low. In a weird way, it's well, like well, the, you're attacking the, big people. That's one thing. But attacking people who have yeah. like no following, it's insane, right? Like people ripping into you with like Assassin's Creed. And I'm like, it's literally subjective. Do you fucking understand what that means? This is not the official. Like we often say the official or I'll say that. It's a fucking joke, obviously. It's your opinion. How can your opinion be wrong when it's a purely subjective matter? We're not talking about the determination of abortion or something here, people. We're talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey being the best Assassin's Creed game because that's fucking 620's view, you idiots. It's like, oh, but the thing is, yeah, we normally ignore it. I might, I very rarely delete the comments though. I'm happy to keep negative comments up. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I want to show people I don't give a fuck. We're just ignoring it, right? The only ones is when not- it's like racist or something like that. Yeah, or like, you know, hateful and hateful. hateful like explicitly hateful. So the, the other related story around yeah, this Yeah, let's topic, keep going. <laughs> um, is the fact that, and this happened just after because um, it kind of even got brought into the Monkey Island stuff, was God of War Ragnarok. So we know that there's all rumours, speculation mm. around when is this release date? Is the game delayed? Is it not delayed? And all this like myth, like mixed kind of like rumours around it. And what it's kind of led to was you had some um, outlets like Bloomberg and Jason Schreier saying that they're expecting inf- announcements soon and you had like other outlets and then those announcements didn't happen yet. Mm. And so what that led is some a lot of people just being like, okay, oh, when is it coming, right? Which is, you can ask that stuff. That's fine. Then other people like, I have, I've, I have $60. I deserve to know oh, when this fuck. game is coming out, right? <laughs> so that's the middle. Like you, you're getting towards the middle. Yeah. Then you've got people... Sending fucking dick pics and horrible stuff to the developers and like obviously female developers on at Sony Santa Monica Studio, yeah. basically demanding them to fucking give them information about God of War. And I've got a quote here from <laughs> Estelle Tagani, so she's a cinematics producer at yeah. Santa Monica. Pro tip, sending me dick pics asking for the God of War Ragnarok release date will not, in fact, get me to reveal the release date to the people who are doing so. When did that ever work for you? <laughs> I do. I like we're both guys, right? I don't understand the idea of sending, and I'm a guy, right? So it's not even like, oh, I'm a girl. I don't understand it. I'm a guy. I don't Fuck understand it. the idea of like, I don't know this person, or I'm like, I want to meet them or whatever. So I'm gonna send a photo of my cock to to engage. That's the opening salvo. That's let, my opening gambit. Let's be real for... Here's my dick. For the vast majority of people, fucking penises are ugly anyway. Like, come on, right? I don't know. My my gay cousin's pretty keen on that. (laughs) Anyway, then we had, like... And this all, basically, the director, Corey Corey Barlog of God Mm. Awards, been kind of having to manage and communicate a lot uh, around this stuff. Not the director of the new one, but the old one. Is he not the director? No. Is he? He's working on Ragnarok, though. Oh yeah, yeah. He's across it as an executive producer oh, or something. Okay, but he's well, not pro- the director. Okay, or pr- yeah. producer then, right? So 
in response to that dick pic, he's like, are you fucking kidding me with this now? I cannot believe that I have to say this, but don't fucking send dick pics to anyone on this team or anyone in the industry for that matter. They are busting this ass to make some... So to, I don't know if that, I copied and pasted, but basically to make something for you to enjoy, show some fucking respect. Now that was in direct response to that, but he's been having to just manage the overall pressure, not just the people being horrible with that stuff. And so he's basically just really trying to, and this was a a tweet that was also echoed by Phil Spencer, you know, head of Xbox. Oh yeah, people started to go real big on these tweets. He's like, the answer is not to find someone to blame or to focus hate on. Maybe just pay it forward and treat the people that make the things we love Mm. with some human decency and respect. This is not a battle. We are not at war. We're just trying to make, make and enjoy things together. Yeah. And to the point where I was to making notes about for the show and everything. And then I saw that even the, the studio had actually put up a whole thing about this. Yeah, I've got, so, I've got it up here if you want me to read it out. Yeah, feel free, man. Yeah, yeah. So this is from Santa Monica Studio. Uh, so every single person at Santa Monica Studio is working to create a game that we're proud of. One that we hope you will enjoy playing once released. Our fans inspire us, and we understand the passion and the desire for more information. But that passion should not be toxic, nor come at the expense of any human being's dignity. Let's celebrate our community by treating each other, every gamer and developer alike, with respect. <laughs> I must admit, like we've gone to a pretty sad point where we have to call out at the expense of human beings' dignity. <laughs> Just because you want a game to come out or want certainty of when that game is going to come out. Like, fuck me. It's a pretty sad state of affairs, dude. Oh, yeah. I, it's honestly getting harder to express this with fans and like a broken record, record. I just, again, it makes me shamed mm. to be part of this gaming culture sometimes. Yeah, well, when this shit happens. So I follow yeah. Corey Barlog on Twitter. So I see a lot of his tweets, right? And... There's a whole bunch of shit that we haven't even mentioned. Like, he's constantly having to say to people, like, the game is coming. It, like, mm. you know, it's all cool. Like, he's like, I feel like they don't want to lock in a day just in case it gets to a point where it's like, shit, now we have to crunch to try to hit this day. Right? And I'm totally fine with that. Like, fuck, everyone wants God of War, Ragnarok to come out. That's cool. But, like, I, I just, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're very out of step from... And I would imagine it's a very small minority of people who actually like this, honestly. All right. I just need to say, look, you don't like the art style of Monkey Island? That That's fine, right? Yeah. Don't abuse people. You don't like it. Don't buy the game if it affects you that much. Yeah. Not knowing the fucking release date of God of War. How <laughs> the fuck does that change your goddamn life? No, but they're, they're because... It's it... the, not knowing the release... Okay, <laughs> are you having to plan <clears throat> six months ahead of time, you're taking days off to play this goddamn day game, and you need six months of notice for your work to fucking lock this shit in? How does it change your goddamn life to know the release date, motherfuckers? Seriously, man. <laughs> this is so goddamn stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it is stupid. I can't deny that. It's You can't defend it. It's stupid. It's bizarre. It's bizarre how people can get so wound up about this shit but i I still feel like it's a minority of people it's got to be a minority of people this is a problem with places like twitter that they amplify this shit yeah look uh, yeah this is obviously like it's social media culture in general but i mean it got to the point where you had to have these statements being made man like it's the things like we don't know the the, all the the other channels that they're receiving this stuff from like privately as well Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking Look, just fucking I, I, I actually seriously worry about the launch of Ragnarok. 
given what happened with Horizon earlier this year, I think that the game, a similar thing happened to Last of Us Part 2, right? Where there was a lot of leaking early and people didn't like the story or what happened in the story. And there was almost a movement against the game and it, it did actually hurt its numbers, like its sales for sure. And I don't know, man. I, What are you meant to do? It's really challenging. I, I genuinely think this kind of shit, you should just look at it and go, this is a minority of people. Block them. Don't engage with those people. But it's very challenging when you have like a cinematics producer go out there and make a statement. You've got to back that person. You know what I mean? Like you have to back them for sure. Of course. But, but I think at some point, like there needs to, like, I don't know what it is, but I think at some point there has to, there has to be something that happens around this shit because it's got... Oh, don't now, deny that. Yeah, it's... Obviously, this is far from the first case. It's just the fact that we had these two things, high-profile things happen in the same week that while it's probably not on the same level of something like you know, the whole Me Too stuff, but, like, there needs to almost be, like, a movement or some... Like, there needs to be something where even the gamers can take action against this or like promote this kind of or not promote basically not doing this shit if that makes sense like it just feels like something needs to happen because i'm just sick of it man i'm just so sick of it yeah well it's almost like you need to have like mega block lists or something like that you know what i mean that you can contribute to if you're verified and then it's just like okay add this dickhead to the block list and then you just don't see their shit the the challenge you know like we've both been on the internet forever right the problem is if it's like blood in the water with piranhas, right? It's like once you start to show to people your weakness or it's bothering you, there's people out there. And again, it's the super minority, but it's people out there and they fucking go, whoa, we've got them. Like, you know, let's keep on hammering them. And that's what they do. They just keep escalating. They just keep going until they get to a point where they're like, eh, maybe it doesn't bother me anymore. Let's pick a new person. That's the only thing I get worried about, mm. like with, with Santa Monica. Like, that it might keep escalating. And I, I totally agree with you. Like, if there's something you can do to, to stop it, you would do that, right? Mm. But I still, like, honestly, I still fundamentally think Twitter does a bad job. Like, they'll kick off people on Twitter, ban them permanently, but then people can say this crazy shit. And it's like, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand that element of Twitter and these kind of platforms. It seems very strange to me. So, mm. all right, you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to something a bit happier. All right, beautiful. Um, Over to you again. Yeah, so this week, Square Enix and Triace dropped a ton of info about Star Ocean, the Divine Force, including the release date. So this is a game that was announced back in October during a Sony State of Play. Uh, you guys reacted to it. I was missing for that reaction, and I was probably the only one that would be excited about a new Star yeah, Ocean yeah, came sure. out of all of us. Um I am not super familiar with the game, so I played, but I played a lot of Star Ocean 4, The Last Hope, like over 300 hours of that game. Um, I know the fifth game, uh, Integrity and Faithlessness, is not very well loved by a large percentage of the community, uh, like, you know, the, into those games. So a lot of people are hoping the Divine Force is a return to form, uh, and they announced that it's coming. 27th of October worldwide so very soon it's coming out uh, which we already knew to PC, PS4, PS5 Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles and the achievement list has actually already been picked up by True Achievements pretty oh. early and um, it gave me a lot of PTSD because uh, Star <laughs> the, the last hope if anyone's ever hunted for trophies or achievements in that game would understand where I'm coming from the, 
I was 300 hours down. I was probably another 200 hours from being finished. So yeah, I remember you talking about this. Uh, it's one of the few games that defeated me just because, uh, just because. But basically, <laughs> this week they said that they were going to announce, have like some little video presentations, and what they did is they started their series of like mission reports. Yeah, and they had a release date trailer, obviously. But what they did is they showcased all the like the party members that are going to be in in the game, and just like with the last hope, I'm not a big fan at all of the art direction and the character models at all. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's got the triace look where the, everyone look, kind of looks doll like, which is unfortunate, but it is almost par for the course with, with these games. But the, the, what they showed at the combat and what they talked about with the combat, I am super interested in like the gameplay. I'm now super looking forward to this game mm. because it just looks hundred percent looks like my jam and coming off the back of um, tales of arise from last year, it's, it just looks just just perfect for me in that regard. Um, so what they did is they also um, talked about the fact that you'll choose between two dual protagonists and one is more, almost like more sci-fi setting and the other one's more like fantasy, but they're in the same party together, but it changes the events of the game depending on who you choose. And they actually went quite a bit in, it was only like a six minute video, but they talked a lot more about you know, the whole seamless battle system where bat- all the battles take place on the overworld. You don't go to a separate um, grid like you did in Star Ocean 4. I'm not sure how Star Ocean 5 did it. But they talked a lot about the fact that there's a stop mode so you can pause at any point, point swap to different characters and things, which is cool. And like the other, um, or at least again, Star Ocean 4, you can swap to any other party member at any time and they all mm. play completely different. So... Um, and then what they're going to do is they're going to yeah start having more um, week, mission reports throughout the I don't know if they're going to do them every week or every two weeks up until release, but I think the next one will focus a lot more on the actual world uh, traversal. So we know already that you can fly around the world in jetpacks and it looks really cool, and but they'll probably get a lot more into the actual overworld design and everything like that. So look, I'm super pumped for this. Um, it's coming a lot sooner than I expected, even though I think they did say it was coming this year. For some reason, it just feels so quick. Um, it just, yeah. Do you think it's also because there's a bit of a dearth of big new games? So then it's like, you, it gets more focus in a weird way. It does. I mean, it's also a very niche series. So mm. it's probably not something that Square Enix, because they'd be the ones in charge of, you know, when they're announcing this stuff, yeah. not Tri-Ace. Um, they're probably like, well, we announce in October, you know, essentially it's a year from announcement mm. to release. There's no real reason to announce it earlier than that, you know. Sure. Uh, it looked it looked pretty far along when I, when they shown it a while back, or at mm. least the slice they did. But yeah, look, I'm I'm super pumped for this. Um, it's kind of like I'd. It's not that I forgot this existed, but it's like I didn't realize how much I just wanted to play another game like this. Yeah. Um, this year, into because we went through our most anticipated, and it didn't even register for me. Mind uh, <laughs> Force. So, uh, but now it's definitely up there. So yeah. yeah. I don't think I would have had like things like Sunbreak on there, but I became addicted to it. So yeah, that does kind of, we almost need a mid-year refresh. Yeah. Um, I, I do think like, you know, just on the Switch again, not having something like a Switch Pro, this is where it actually starts to hurt them. Because mm. this kind of game, and, and just in general, so many games are now, because of the pandemic and the unavailability of the next-gen consoles, or, yeah, I'm just going to start keep calling them next gen until games stop releasing on the last gen of consoles, right? Yeah. yeah. But if they had a Switch Pro, I think realistically-ish, some of these games could go on a Switch Pro because it's probably would be the same power as like a base PS4. You know what I mean? Ballpark. So yeah, 
Oh, yeah, I imagine you could squeeze this on a slightly more powerful Switch, but yeah. I think the the fact that all the battles take place in the overworld, like, if it took you away to a separate, like, little battle arena, yeah, 100%, like, you could probably get away with that on the, the regular Switch if you downgraded the overworld graphics a bit. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. You don't want to be doing, like, multiple versions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like a nightmare, so... Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, interesting. Nice. Yeah, I just say I just say for the fans, I, I just hope that it's a lot better than the last game as well, because people were really let down by it. So mm, yes, let's let's hope. And in our last news story. So one of our favorite games in recent years, Morai's game Monster Sanctuary, got a big free update this week called Forgotten Worlds. What's it all about? So this update came on all platforms, PC, PS sorry. PC, PlayStation, sorry, Switch, Xbox. It actually accidentally released early on Switch. Mm. And they were like, this was unintentional. Please keep spoilers to a minimum. <laughs> it's like, I don't think they could do anything about it. Uh, and in, it introduces a new late game area accessible from the Horizon Beach location. Players will need a Setsune or a Thanatos, sorry, in your party to be able to, to enter the Forgotten World. And a koi for the swimming ability. So it's recommended that you tackle this after you complete the main game. So do you reckon you're going to jump into this, Winnie? And I know we've got I'll a bunch of other facts about the big update. Yeah, I look, I the thing for me is I am still didn't reach the, the end of the game yet, the base game, before because yeah. they've added a bunch of stuff in since then. But what I love about this, and as you said, we'll get into the details, is just the fact that you know, more our games are supporting this game so well. Mm. Uh, we we had some slight criticisms, and you reviewed this game for Vox.net, yep. um, but there were some balancing issues, or at least, you know, for for people that weren't, like, looking up all, like, optimal strategies and things like that. And they've, they've fixed all that stuff over time, you know? They've, they've made adjustments, and I think it's great. Well, yeah, but I think, like, one thing that turned me off a little bit about it is... And look, this is just a choice that you make as a dev, right? So it's kind of like, I don't agree, but move on. So with the balancing, they did balance it a bit, but it's still on the a little bit unforgiving side, in my opinion. And you still have the situation where you kind of need to like rebuild parties and like build them up if you haven't like picked the optimal party structure. And I just kind of... I hate, I, I just got to say straight up, I kind of hate when games do that. Like where it's sort of like, oh shit, if I'd known this, then I'm really stuffed. Especially if you're not playing in a really, really dumb way. You know what I mean? Like it's different if the game is kind of incentivizing you to mix your party up and do different things and you don't do it. You just ignore it and try to do one style. I kind of get, maybe you get punished for that, but that was always, a that was kind of the thing that was like, kind of annoys me about this game, but it, I don't know, with this new update, the other thing they did was they actually updated a bunch of the monsters, the artwork. I don't know if you, you uh, saw that. So, like, a lot of the base monsters, they were tweak they, they started tweaking the hell out of them. And they look, actually, it's, like, really cool what they've done with it. Mm. Like, it's cool. not like, oh, okay, now nah, that looks worse. It's, like, pretty much across the board, I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks, like, a lot better. It's kind of well, crazy. If you're saying that, we should just cover what the actual DLC con- contains. All right, yeah, go on, so- go on. So the new area that um, it contains like nine new monster, uh, ancient monsters and an apparently a new optional champion monster has new legendary keepers to battle, um, new skill nodes for all monsters in the game and 78 new skills, has three new game modes mm. that you know, are obviously optional, which is a randomizer, permadeath and bravery mode, which 
There were details. I just can't remember exactly what they were. I think. Why it, do they want to make it so much harder? It's great. No, I think. Well, the thing is, like, you've got things like, and they've even got guides out there for like mm. doing Nuzlocke challenges, which you know the famous Pokemon challenge. They, they, look, these updates are really for people, for the fans, um, mm. those kind of things that just want, you know, want an official way to do that stuff. And they've also added a whole bunch of quality of life fixes, a bunch of new equipment items, and they've increased the level cap. So some really, really cool stuff there, considering this is a free update. Mm. Um, you've got to keep that in mind, like the fact they've added all this in, and this is a, you know, small developer. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like two people. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's really, really awesome. We should, yeah, look, if you are going to jump back into it, let me know. So then I'll I'll think about jumping back into it as well. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, that's the, the end of the news. All right. Well, as we normally do, we round out the news. And the way we wrap up the news is we bring up a counter on stream. Swinney has a minute to go through all the other updates that we have. <laughs> and he's truly sick of this section, this segment, hosting it. But you know, know if Mike's not there, you're going to be hosting this, right? I don't know if sick is the right word. It's more that I think I'm just happy to like hand it over for a bit to someone else, you know? But uh, Someone else, it's fine. Mike. It's between you and Mike. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. No, I'm not doing it. No way, man. All right. All right cool. <laughs> As as normal, I'll give you like whenever you start, then I'll. Click. Konami have announced Super Bomberman R two. Seven Punch Studios Sea of Stars has been delayed to twenty twenty three. The Dog Shit thirteen remake is getting a massive overhaul by a different developer. EA have shown off early skate four footage and recruiting playtesters. Wizard Battle Royale Spellbreak will be shutting down early next year, and developer Proletariat has been acquired by Blizzard to work on World of Warcraft. Valve have ramped up production of the Steam Deck by double each week, but in doing so, have downgraded the system's SSD specs. Nintendo have increased their data security for only this massive twenty twenty Giga League Switch Online's latest. Mega Drive Genesis update at Zero Wing Comic Zone Target Earth and Mega Man the Wily Wars. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle All Star Battle R has revealed three new characters: Yukako, Part Four, Jatara, and Foo Fighters. Persona Five on Xbox and Windows Store will include all 45 DLC items for free. No confirmation this is the same for PS4, Steam, and Switch releases. According to newly translated interviews, Shigeru Miyamoto initially cringed at Wind Waker's art style and asked for a redesign. Atari turned 50 this week and probably gifted themselves NFT-powered speaker hats. And finally, Hideo Kojima's claims he shelved the game concept due to its similarity to comic book and tv show the boys you're on mute i said well done dude sorry yeah good call out i feel like i'm in a team's meeting at work or something uh, sorry i'm just like for once i'm gonna start mid-sentence of what you're saying <laughs> i was like my throat has been insanely bad like the last few days so I'm, I'm amazed that like it came good enough that we could do the show. And then I'm like just starting to lose it because I was laughing at you. Uh, you sort of like saying dog shit. <laughs> my, uh, and also my inclusion of uh, the JoJo stuff almost was my downfall. Yes. I, rolled, I like screwed up over All-Star Battle R. Um, I think you're going to be able to get up to like 240 words. Like just by the maths of how you're going recently. Maybe, but you're going to be flying maybe. through. But it's just one uh, stumble then you're going to be fucked, right? So. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you have first pick. What do you want to quickly mention? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, the Steam Deck thing. Is that right that they so, they shipped models to people without kind of like... So they ordered a version of the Steam Deck that they did not receive effectively. Is that right? 
Well, that's that's what I've read because that seems the thing is the thing is also with some context. I think some models will still have the higher bandwidth. It's the speed of the SSD um, stuff they put in there. Like I'm not getting into technical details. I'm not technical about that stuff either. It's just that some are downgraded, and the official specs of the Steam Deck when you go to purchase or pre-order one now have the lower specs, and they did that back in May. Yeah. And it only started to blow up. Obviously, the community heard about it, but started to blow up. You know, when the biggest um, sites and everything started to re- report on it. But, but I just, can I, just be I hope they're giving. I hope they're giving people a chance to like cancel the pre-order because it's not the product they're exactly getting. You know. No, but that's what I want to be clear on. Like, are we saying that I read the specs and it had the the times four, so PC yeah. PCIe Gen three X four. I ordered that. And then I received one that actually had an X2. Is that what happened? Or is it that they changed the specs and started shipping out ones post that date? Because I think there's a huge difference between those two things. There is a huge difference, but when I couldn't see anything that said that they that they were only doing it, for instance, for people that ordered from that date onwards. Oh, okay. I could be definitely wrong, but even then, look, okay, fair enough. Consoles and handouts, they changed over time, right? Some of them, sometimes they'll upgrade sometimes they'll downgrade but i think i just really hope that the valve who are generally great with consumers and yeah. stuff i just hope they are doing the right thing with this and handling it in the right way so yeah cause, well I, I just think that's total bullshit if that like if that's what they've done because like i was saying to you guys in our chat that the switch when it launched there was two types of displays you could get and mo- almost everyone would say one is better than the other when you look at them side by side but it's never. It was never advertised as switches. Like it had mm. this panel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like them turning around and going, "Oh, it like we've tested all the games and they don't like. There's no difference." Well, okay, but also in the future maybe that won't be the case because why would there be a difference in the first place, right? Well, are they also talking about loading times then? You know, yeah, things like that. But uh-huh. but with these with this like. 2x 4x it's a bit about the bandwidth it's like people haven't started like making games to take advantage of that stuff so Mm. what happens if they do and then you're Mm. on the two like i just think it's total bullshit if i ordered it and it was like that's how it was advertised and then i get something else i feel like i don't know man that's just kind of like for me pretty black and white now Mm. like now that they have this update like i'd still order it personally right it doesn't bother me But it's, I just think, yeah, it's pretty different if I ordered it and then they changed it on me. I'm like, mm, that's fucked. So, Well, the, the, the one I want to mention, well, there's a few, but yeah, the yeah. first one I want to mention is uh, this game here, which is 13. <laughs> I have the, the GameCube. I'm a huge fan of the original 13 game. I was actually interested in playing the remake until I started seeing the horrible yeah, yeah, reviews yeah. and the state. If anyone wants a really good breakdown, <laughs> Matt McMuscles has done a great um, What Happened on the 13 remake. So the fact that Microids, who are the publisher, know, obviously knew how bad it was, and they patched that game to hell as well, mm. that they're like, okay, we're going to get a different developer to come back and overhaul because they stripped a lot of the like the cel-shaded art style from it. Basically, that was the hook of the game. It looked yeah. like a cool comic book. Um, so that's wild to me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that, that was interesting the way that that whole thing was handled Hmm. it's also very weird like these kind of cheap cheaper remakes like Hmm. you know with gta 3 what is it what is it called again gta the trilogy 
I think it's definitive called. Definitive edition or something. Yeah, there's definitive a definitive edition, edition yeah. and there's something. Yeah. I just always think of it as GTA 3 trilogy just because it's like those games came out and then GTA 4 came out. So it's almost mm. like to me, it's almost Street Fighter 2, Turbo, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I, what the fuck is going on with these type of remakes? It's kind of wild, man. It's that That's the most shameful. That one, I don't think that will ever get topped in my view, what mm. they did with that. And there has not improved to a level where it should be at, but... I also, uh, I messaged you the other day um, thinking it was great news. I'm like, ah, oh, Sea of Stars has been, is coming out 2023. Yeah. With, and uh, that, it was actually a delay announcement. Yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. originally announced. I didn't know that. Oh. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I wasn't going, hell yeah, it's been delayed to next year. No, I just thought that you were like, oh, you know, you're excited about the game. And I am excited about the game, but I was I like, I didn't know that. the okay. context that it was actually in it. I thought it was them <laughs> making official... Uh, Announce it, but yes, that's cool. So that's the Messenger developers making a Chrono Trigger style game that's technically a prequel. Um, yeah, I think we're all excited about that game. But I, like, I think we're all in the same camp that if games get delayed, okay, like yeah. that just means they're going to be better rather than be shit and be released. The other one that I wanted to like raise with the Kojima thing of like a show that I really love, The Boys. It's like literally the only show I watch. I don't watch any other TV. And I would love to see what this was. He needs to release more. So uh, while you're coughing, I'll just say he said that he watched the first three episodes and then fell off, which is funny of the of season yeah, one. That's like you. It's kind of like, like you. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. I, like, I get that. Not It's not everyone's cup of tea, but to me, it's yeah. fucking awesome TV. I uh, I had to put the JoJo's news in here. Uh, also, because when we did the, when we were talking about it, uh, when they announced it, I'm like, man, Got to put Foo Fighters or FF in, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Foo Fighters, what the hell? Because yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, obviously yeah. anyone not, that doesn't know JoJo doesn't wouldn't click that they're all based on band names and stuff. But yeah, so well, I know only, it's I a think, band name, but I'm saying, well, think, how the fuck have they put a band name in there? That's weird. Yeah. So there's, I think there's might be three more characters that they're due to reveal, and we already know two of them. So because they leaked, um. So basically, yeah, I've, I'll see what the last one is. But I, I'm really excited to play that. It's an unfortunate it doesn't have like rollback netcode for the people who want to play it online, which sucks. Ooh, but no, it I'm look, it's not the kind of like I'm just going to play that game through for the story and stuff. It's not I'm not playing for a technical fighting game, but uh, yeah, but yeah. No, but outside of that, like I was a bit surprised about the Miyamoto thing of him cringing at the Wind Waker artwork. I'm like, oh, art style. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. So there is more to this story, and it came mm. from Did You Know Gaming. They're the ones that did a video where they they um, commissioned a whole bunch of translations oh, from cool. older magazines, like a lot. Um, and there's there's a whole bunch of stuff around Wind Waker that I recommend uh, to check that out. Oh, um, yeah, but the big headline was was that one, obviously, that uh, the site's picked up on. Uh, because, honestly, I know when, when that art style came about, I know Miyamoto, well, at the time, I probably still thought Miyamoto was handling it all. But That's what I thought it, as well. But it was like, it felt like a very Miyamoto thing to do. Yes, so, 100%. Yeah, it's really interesting that it was kind of the the, the opposite. But um, Yeah, I, that's, I was very surprised about that as well. Like, I was like, I was the exact same camp as you. I thought uh, he would have been fully across that. And also, how far along was the game before he actually saw it? Well, in that video, they're saying that they actually hid it from him longer than they would normally uh, a game so because actually... they wanted it to be far enough along where it, it was couldn't almost... Change it. He almost couldn't change <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> now, again, I don't... Like, this is them translating stuff. I don't know where all the quotes are coming from yeah. within those interviews. Um, so it's all kind of like... 
take it take it you know a, but it's totally on, uh, it's totally believable like i do that yeah, kind of yeah. shit at work i'll do something yeah. just enough where it's like are you really going to make that decision? Because we've already spent yeah. like $10 million doing this. It's like, oh, okay, we'll fucking do it. I'm not happy. <laughs> and and the last thing is, I, so I mentioned, and I, I sped really quick through this, I, I hope that all those additional DLC items mm. for Persona 5 are available for um, all the other versions, not just the Xbox and Windows Store versions. But so. what are they? Like, what, like are they... So there's lots of, there's like lots of costumes. I yeah. think there's an extra... Yeah, there's an extra... Yeah, but I mean, these are still additional value like you're talking 45 yeah. items yeah. even if they're at like a dollar each that's still a decent amount of uh, yeah like in, so. special and background sounds and all this it's all the yeah. little tiny shit that yeah some people will be really happy with i guess yeah, yeah 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 all right well let's wrap up the show uh next week is mike gonna be back do we think he's gonna be back it's return of the mic. It is return of the mic. Come on, on. return of the mic. Oh, oh God, God. I can't remember the next line. <laughs> yes. Um. So hopefully Mike is back next week. Uh, he's obviously wasn't on our live reaction mm. in the last two episodes. Uh, he's, so he's very missed busy. three appearances on the show. He has missed that three bastard. appearances. Um. And I mentioned earlier in the show if I manage, well, I will talk about Dolman next week. It's just whether or not it's an impressions or review, depending on how far I get along. Because that game. It's not that easy, so we'll see. We'll we see. might need to bump him off the show, Swinney. I'm a brutal capitalist. We might have to sub in Mitza from the chat or Joe Jives. I'm, I'm open. We'll get Joe Jives on. He'll just rep- all his uh, he- all he'll add to the show is just playing soundboard clips. I think. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Amazingly more disruptive than Mike. <laughs> I was thinking we could commission a reality show. You know, who wants to join Big Week in Gaming? And then Mike will be shocked about this, this gaming show. And do you think Mike listens to the show, given that he's not on it? So it's like, what, one thing about repeating the same conversation. I think he might <laughs> check out a little bit if they show up on his feed on YouTube, especially if it's a topic that he's interested in. For instance, like he, he watched our, or part of our live reaction did, to the Nintendo yeah. Mini Direct. So I don't want to say he doesn't watch it because he watches some stuff. So <laughs> I just wonder if we can say derogatory and defamatory things about him and like lace it in just to see what he listens to and what he does Have you not learnt to just watch whatever you say on the internet because it's all recorded forever, I'm, ever and ever. I'm very ever. good. I'm very good. I try you're good as well. I tried to get you to do a few impressions that you you refused to do. Which I think, you know, for an audio podcast mainly is very offensive to the audience. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm thanking you, but I'm just thanking you. <laughs> you just don't know what to say. All right, I don't have anything else, do you? No, let's let's uh, shut this bugger down. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> with that, bye bye. See ya. <laughs>